The reading comes from 1 Peter, chapter 2, verses 11 to 25. Dear friends, I urge you, as foreigners and exiles, to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority, or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slaves. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honour the emperor. Slaves, in reverent fear of God, submit yourselves to your masters, not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. For it is commendable if someone bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because they are conscious of God. But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. This is the word of the Lord. So Peter calls us to live differently. He then tells us how that should be and ends with an illustration. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, open our eyes now that we may see you afresh, experience you anew and set our hearts on fire with love for you. Amen. Well, we found out that last week that we are called to be different. We are a royal priesthood. We are chosen people, marked and named by God as different. Uh, And as Paddy uh, said, it was the tribe of Levi, the Levites, as they were known, who were set apart for priestly duties. Only they could go into the real core of the temple, the Holy of Holies, until on the death of Christ the curtain was torn from top to bottom and then all the priests could enter and have access to God. And because we all have relationship with God, we are a royal priesthood, a chosen people, we also have access to approach the throne of grace. So we are special people, we are blessed and set apart and so we should act like royal people. Chosen, a priesthood. Yes, we should. 
And no, we shouldn't. Did you notice in the media this week how they turned on a handful of celebrities who avoided the queues to see the Queen lying in state? For once, they were very positive about David Beckham, which is a rarity, but they were, because he stood for 12 hours, because he was no different from anyone else in the country. The Queen was, uh, he was subject of the Queen, just like anyone else. And those, those handful of celebrities have been uh, torn off a strip, haven't they, for making use of their advantage, their status. And life isn't fair. We know that life is not fair. Have you ever heard of that expression, speculate to accumulate? I assure you have. Uh, of course, in order to speculate, you need money in the first place. So the wealthy can afford to speculate and therefore they accumulate more. Life isn't fair. It really isn't fair. But let's remind ourselves where we started. God calls us to be a priesthood, a collection of people who have access to the Holy of Holies, the inner sanctum. And that's not determined by who we are or what we are what position we hold, what status we have, it is a gift of God. Every single one of us has the same access, the same rights. We are all chosen by God. And that's why I played Buzz Lightyear. Chosen. We are chosen by God. On our foot, is written our name, named by God. We're loved. We are part of the royal family, a holy nation, a group of believers who together will journey uh, because we believe that the death of Christ has changed the course of history. And the good news from this passage is that the invitation is indeed for everyone. But, as is so often the case, there is a but. There is a price to pay. Verse 12. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God. So we are called to be followers of God who are fundamentally different from your average person in the street. Christians should behave, speak and act differently from the world around us. Marion uh, works in the court system and she's, um, several times actually, she's come, I don't think she's, she's just gone out, so she's not here. Can, I, I'm free to, free to roam. Um, several times she's, she's come back of an evening and said, you know, there's this lady in the court, she's just, she's so different from the rest. She's really lovely. And uh, she's done this several times. Except this week, when Marion and this woman were paired up together. And Marion said, do you know, I, I've often thought how, uh, how you stand out from the crowd. And this woman said, that's funny. That's just what I think about you. <laughs> and then, surprise, surprise, they find out that they're both Christians. And they have a different 
belief structure, a different perspective and a different world view. I'm pleased to say it has happened to me as well. I I was, um, before I was a vicar, I was a surveyor, as you know, and I did a building survey for someone buying a house uh, and I chatted them through it. And then on the Sunday, uh, this man walked into the church and I happened to be on the door welcoming uh, people. And he said, you're David Peters, you you wouldn't happen to be a surveyor, would you? I said, yes, I am. He said, I thought you were. I spoke to you in the week. Uh, And having spoken to you, I turned to my wife and and I said, that man's a Christian. Funny. You're marked. We are marked because we behave and we are different. And the passage goes on to say that we will glorify God on the day he visits us. Funnily enough, it doesn't say that's Tuesday at 10 o'clock. It doesn't even say it's Thursday afternoon. It's just the day that God visits us. Which means that we have to behave differently every single day. Because we never know when God will visit us. We are the stick of rock in society. And that means that wherever we're cut, wherever we're broken, whatever you see is the same line running through that entire stick of rock. Named, marked, chosen, called by God. And it's powerful when we do these acts of mercy. Verse 15, it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. That's not by saying anything, that's by doing good that we silence the talk of the ignorant Because there is nothing so powerful as someone that does what they say they're going to do, that lives in a way that upholds their structure of belief. It's what I think we used to call walking the talk, isn't it? We're walking the talk. So the passage then goes on to tell us to submit to authority. And as you heard, it mentioned the emperor, uh, it mentioned the uh, sort of legal Uh, responsibility, the governors and so we respond by adhering to that legal system what has been put in place and then it gives the example of the slave who should submit to their master even when the master is wrong uh, and potentially rather harsh so this whole life is countercultural, because we always look, do we not, for someone to blame retribution has to follow I have to say, as a surveyor and doing building surveys, which I haven't done for a while now, but um, doing building surveys, when you delivered it to someone, they assumed that that was the guarantee. This house will never have anything wrong with it. Ever. And I, I used to dread those phone calls. You know, uh, Mr. Peters, you, you did a survey for me two or three months ago. Oh, yes. What happened? You know, and, and maybe, the, maybe the window had broken. Well, you didn't tell me the window would break. Well, you throw a stone at it, it probably will. You didn't tell me. And there was always someone that had to be blamed. And on those occasions, sometimes you just say, fine, I'll run with you for this. It's not worth my time. 
That's not to say that we roll over each time. Jesus actually said, be as gentle as doves and as wise as serpents. Understand the world that you live in. Understand and work within the system in order to bring your righteousness and your truth to bear. So why is it that sometimes we should back down? Why is it that when we talk to people, we shouldn't always be pressing home our individual point? And I think it's because everyone bears the image of God. We are all created, we're all loved, we're all sustained, we all live in the love of God. We're empowered, we're indwelt by this same love. Now I've been thinking about identity, in fact I've been reading about identity quite a lot over the last week or two. And this book says, we've seen how every human being has a dignity and a uniqueness derived from being created in God's image. And because God is the source of our dignity and uniqueness, we can say that it's only as we look to God that we can truly understand who we are individually and together. And this goes on uh, to quite rightly point out that we live in relationship with each other. And it's those relationships which make us the people that we are. And in relationship we are impacted. In marriage that happens enormously, doesn't it? How you change. I change. I'm not sure about marrying, but I've, I've changed hugely. No, of course we do. We both do. You change over time. And the greatest sense of our identity is our identity in Christ. And so the more we know about Christ, the more time we spend with Christ, the more we change and we become like Christ. And so next time we go up to someone and and we really want to lay down the law to them, who are we laying the law down to but the image of God? So perhaps I ought to ask myself next time I want to do that, how would I approach God with my feelings? Because if actually, if it it was God and I'd say, okay, I'm partly partly to blame here, then perhaps when we approach that person who is the image of God, we ought to think, yeah, perhaps I'm partly to blame here. And so our attitude and our thinking and our perspective changes when we understand that we live in a society of the image of God. And so Peter tries to work this out. So finally he reaches this point of thinking, I'm going to give you an illustration. This is how it works. And he quotes Isaiah Isaiah says, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. And in verse 12 of chapter 53, this is, Therefore I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors, for he bore the sin of many and made intercession 
for the transgressors. So he reframes, Peter reframes those verses from Isaiah. Jesus, the perfect God, took upon himself the sins of the world, our sins, yours, mine, to hold them, to carry them, to grieve over them, but to remove from us the stain that they leave so that we may be presented pure before God. By his wounds we are healed. Some of the older translations say by his stripes, I think, we are healed. That's a telling phrase, by his stripes. The flogging, the whipping, the scourging, the killing. By that we are made pure. We carry the mark within us of Christ. As we turn to Christ, we have the strength, but then we have the requirement to live differently. We are named, we are chosen, we are called by God. And that means that we can and should live differently. It's being different because of the mark that we carry. It's a bit like um, carrying a uniform. I've told you before, I drive very differently when I'm using, wearing my collar. But if you were a policeman walking down the street in your uniform, you'd probably behave differently from if you didn't have your uniform on. That's normal. That's natural. We are marked, chosen, called, named by God. We are different. And so we behave differently. And just as Peter ends, so may I. For we were all sheep going astray, but now we have returned to the shepherd and overseer of our soul. We are God's special people. So let's live out a life worthy of the calling which we have received. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we come to you, the Ancient of Days, you pour out your life for us. Help us to uh, accept the offer of your love and allow your love and your life to change us. Change our identity that we might live as people that have the calling of God upon our lives. In your name we pray. Amen.